She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. The ICI, I, I pronounce it Vicky. Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. Well, today, as I said in the season two, episode 10 episode, You Gotta Have Heart, I will be, that I would be skipping over episode 11, The Shoplifter, that will be in December. I will be covering season two, episode 12, Thanksgiving story for November because it's Thanksgiving. And then in December, yes, I'll do season two, episode 11, The Shoplifter. And then, of course, the first episode of 2022 is going to be Neighborhood Watch. So let's take a look at Thanksgiving story. This episode aired November 29th, 1986. In this episode, Jamie learns the value of family on Thanksgiving. This episode's got an 8.0 out of 10 based on 16 ratings. We do have Basil Hoffman as Mr. Beck and Douglas Emerson as Adam. This episode was directed by Bob Bob Claver. Writers Gary Belkin, Howard Leeds, the creator, Warren S. Murray, executive story editor, and Bruce Kane, executive story editor. Let's see, are there any user ratings? No, and there is no trivia, but there is, let's see, continuity goof. In one shot, Vicky is shown to be writing very fast, which produces smoke from the friction of her pencil. In the next camera angle shot, Ted waves a smoke wave, but in that shot, there is no smoke in the air. <laughs> so, before I get into the episode, I want to let you know, if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, this is a monthly Small Wonder podcast. So, I started this podcast, I believe, in... 2019 I covered season one over the course of 2019 and 2020 now I am covering season two which I started in January 2021 and proceed to finish season two at the end of 2022 thus starting season three in 2023 so it's pretty much one season's a two-year process so I also want to let you know The podcast has a Facebook page. Just type in Small Wonder Podcast. The She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder Podcast will pop up. Also on Instagram at LBOM Wonder Years Podcast, Boy Meets World Podcast on Instagram. You can follow along there as well so you know what episodes. Although I honestly don't really post a whole lot about Small Wonder on that Instagram page. It's mainly just on the Small Wonder Podcast. Facebook page. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into a Thanksgiving story. All right, so we're in the kitchen. Vicky is sitting at the table. She is writing out, when Joan comes in, it's called a marketing list, so it's just stuff for her to pick up when she goes to the store. And she, oh, Vicky, did you finish that marketing list yet? And Vicky says, no, not yet. <laughs> And then Joan says, well, can you speed it up a little? And Vicky says, speed it up. And then, of course, she starts writing really fast. And there's, I'm surprised that 
The um, paper didn't catch on fire with the way that she was uh, writing. I mean, all the smoke coming up. Or even the pencil catching on fire. And Joan's like, well, not that fast, Becky. You'll burn down the house. Man, she is really, I mean, really, smoke was really coming up, like, rising up practically from the floor. So Ted and Joan, uh, Ted and Jamie come in. And Ted's like, what's going on in here? And Joan says, oh, just making the Thanksgiving shopping list. And Ted says, what are we having, smoked turkey? Actually, I got a butterball turkey that's only like a 10-pound turkey because, you know, it's just me and Jeremy eating it. And it does say smoked on there. I mean, I could have gotten a smaller-ish turkey than that, like maybe a 5-pound turkey, but it was just like store brand. I'm like, no, I want name brand. I'll take butterball. Okay, seriously, both Jamie and Ted just laughed their heads off at that smoked turkey. What? You don't think that sounds good? I think that sounds delicious. What the what? <laughs> wow! Interesting! Joan says, I have all the ingredients for the first Thanksgiving from six, what'd you say, 1661? 1621, the first Thanksgiving. All the original ingredients. Well, that's going to be interesting. Did she get that out of a history book or a book at the library? <laughs> that is, <laughs> the look on Ted's face, he doesn't look, like, he doesn't look excited about that. Like, oh, so I start reading from the list. Turkey, clams. So turkey, corn, clams, sweet potatoes. Clams, really? I mean, unless they like them. I mean... Uh, clams, I don't put that with, with the things, I mean, corn, yes. Sweet potatoes, yes. I take it it's going to be just plain sweet potatoes, just as they are. You're not going to cook them and put brown sugar and, you know, melt some marshmallow on top and, you know, the butter and all that stuff. Yeah, he says pumpkins, 91 Indians, which we would call... Would we even call them Native Americans anymore, or do they say something else to refer to? I say, is it indigenous? Is that how you say it? Indigenous? Maybe that, I, I don't know what's considered, a, I mean, I know people don't say Indians anymore. I mean, even though I grew up in the 90s as a kid, you know, I was in first grade in 89, and even before that, I think that's, I mean, that's why that whole crisscross applesauce when you're crossing your legs and you're sitting in a circle instead of saying Indian style, which is what you always said, you know, as a kid. And Ted says, do we know 91 Indians? Is she referring to like maybe her, I don't think there's 91 students in her class. I mean, is she still substituting Jamie's class or I don't know. Oh, is she, did she volunteer them all to help out at a, at a, like, a food kitchen or something for Thanksgiving? Chief Massasoit brought 91 Redskins to the first Thanksgiving. And Ted says, well, I think we'll just have to settle for three white skins and a robot. And Vicky also says, he also brought 23 turkeys. And then uh, she opens her mouth and we hear, like, a bunch of turkeys. So... Joan has Vicky go get her coat so they can run the market. And then Jamie picks up the list and asks Ted, like, Dad, what's this? What's venison? And Ted explains that venison is deer meat. And, of course, the only reference to deer that Jamie has is Bambi. 
And Jamie, yeah, and Ted's like, yeah, that's right. And Jamie says, I'm not eating Bambi or any of his relatives. Joan comes over, puts a hand on Jamie's shoulder and says, you know, we'll have a good Thanksgiving this year. We have a lot to be thankful for. Just us, you know, nice Thanksgiving dinner, just the family. I swear, we don't do, I better check. I did not see the Brindles because I think I was happy like, oh, a Brindle free. I mean, you might get Harriet, but I swear if we have Bonnie, I'm going to have a major fits bit. Um... Oh, that kid! Okay, that kid who played Scott Scanlon in Beverly Hills 90210, the poor boy who ended up um, accidentally shooting himself. Um, he was David's friend on, who was he? It says kid number one? Wait, hold on, I gotta check this out. So before he was Scott Scanlon, David Silver's best friend in... Beverly Hills 90210 from 1990 to 91. He was kid number one in season one, episode two, Swingers. He was probably one of the uh, phys ed classmates of Kevin's. We have a character named Vance in G.I. George from season four of Mr. Belvedere. I'm going to say this kid was probably one of Wesley's classmates. He was also, <clears throat> excuse me, Ernie in Night Court. Let's see, what else? Twilight Zone. Trapper M. Just this guy's Highway to Heaven in uh, Donnie Wells' Hotel of Dreams. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay. Oh, he's also on chips. Good for him. It looks like the last thing he did was play Scott Scanlon in 1990 to 91 on Beverly Hills 90210. All right, cool, cool. Good for him. Vicki, have you finished the marketing list? Not yet. Well, could you speed it up a little, please? Speed it up. <laughs> Yeah, really. What is going on in here? Oh, I think he was just making his Thanksgiving shopping list. What are we having? Smoked turkey? <laughs> How is that funny? That sounds delicious. We all of the original ingredients from the first Thanksgiving in 1621. Well, let's see what's on the list here. I got turkey, corn, clams, sweet potatoes, pumpkins, 91 Indians. <laughs> Do we know 91 Indians? <laughs> Oh, uh, she must just be writing this stuff well, down I guess we'll from just there. have to settle for three white skins and a robot. <laughs> he also brought 23 turkeys. <laughs> Vicky, would you go get my coat and then we'll go to the market? Dad, <laughs> what's this? Venison? Oh, yeah, venison is uh, deer meat. You mean like Bambi? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm not eating Bambi or any of his relatives. <laughs> we have a lot to be thankful for this year. Then we'll have a nice dinner together. Just on this family. Yeah. Oh, God. No, don't answer the door! Damn it! Why is she wearing a turkey outfit? Leotard. It's cute. 
I'm good okay with that. I the turkey? The buzzard with freckles. <laughs> <laughs> no, a turkey. I bet you'll be the best turkey there ever was, Harriet. Sure, she's had a lifetime of experience. <laughs> anyway, why are you here? Well, guess you'll be having a lot of guests for Thanksgiving dinner. Ah. Well, no, Harriet, it'll just be the four of us. Any chance of that being just the five of us? No. Don't you want to spend Thanksgiving with your own family, Harriet? Oh, sure. I just don't want to spend it with my family cooking. <laughs> We'd love to have you, Harriet, but we're just having the immediate family. Well, I'll be immediate family when Jamie and I get married. Uh, no, you will not. Wrong, turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this, who's this kid? Mom, Dad, this is Adam. He goes to my school. <laughs> Great, why is he there? Well, honey, if you want to go to the market, we better get going. Okay. Well, we won't be long, Jamie. Are you kidding? It takes longer to go through that checkout line than it takes Porky Pig to spell Pilgrim. <laughs> so, I gotta give props to the costume department. I love Harriet's turkey outfit. Sweetie, you're not going in the bedroom right now because... We don't want you getting under the bed if I take you to the vet later. Um, I actually had to give her a pill to kind of settle her down because yesterday she was supposed to get her annual blood work done. My cat Quinn, no baby, you can't go in there. I'm sorry, you gotta stay out here. Um, I know, I know, baby. I know you want in there, but you can't be in there. Um, yeah, we had to give her one last night a pill. That's what the vet said to do. And, um, yeah, it only take, it took like an hour to really take effect for her. So hopefully, it, you know, she was supposed to have the annual blood work done, but they, I've said before, she does not like the vet. She does not cooperate. And, you know, if they're doing an annual blood work, how are you going to stick a needle to draw blood from a cat that is hissing and growling you're just not you're just not so i gave her the pill last night per instructions for the vet and it seemed to not completely knock her out but she was pretty much asleep for the majority of the night so being her appointment is like later in the afternoon i'm just kind of seeing trying to hopefully that she will go lay down and we're also having our dryer replaced today as well. Our dryer just took a shit on us over the weekend. And yeah, so luckily, unfortunately, it could not be fixed. Or even if it could be, the part would not arrive in time. The maintenance man worked his magic, got on his phone, and this morning we have a new dryer that the maintenance person will be putting in today, sometime today. But yeah, as I was saying, I mean, Harriet, props to the costume department. Her turkey costume is adorable. So, so cute. So she's asking if they will come, because she's in elementary school and Jamie's in junior high. They're like at least probably two or three years apart difference. And 
yeah, <laughs> Jamie's like, yes, you had many years of experience playing a turkey, so that can't be too hard for you. And she's asking them if she could come to their Thanksgiving dinner, and Ted's like, well, we'd love to have you, but it's just going to be immediate family. And Harriet's like, oh, well, I'll be immediate family once Jamie and I get married. And Jamie's like, no, wrong again, turkey. <laughs> and Joan is like, well, Harriet, don't you want to spend Thanksgiving, you know, have dinner with your family, your parents? And she's like, yeah, I'll have dinner with them, just not their cooking. Apparently their cooking really sucks, which not surprising. So... This boy named Adam, who is in Jamie's class, comes over, and then Ted and Joan decide to vacate the premises so they can go and get some stuff for, <laughs> I don't know whether it's a week from Thanksgiving or what, but it's like, if you don't got that shit now, or if it's just, like, whether Thanksgiving's days away, it's like, you're going to be shit out of luck when you get to that fucking supermarket because anything you want is mostly already going to be taken so adam tells jamie like yeah remember you told me you wanted me to come see you after school my guess is this boy adam maybe he eats thanksgiving dinner at the you know soup kitchen type of place or something I'm guessing he, or he could even be a latchkey kid for all I know. I don't know, but I'm just, I think, like, just where this is going, like, I think, like, maybe his family doesn't have a lot of money, and that's, you know, they probably do Thanksgiving dinner there, and maybe, or he inspires Jamie to help out at the kitchen. I'm not sure. I'm curious. Let's see where this goes. Uh, Harriet can leave any time, by the way. She doesn't have to be there. Yeah, let's do it. I was gonna I fix his bike. Jamie's adorable neighbor. Shut up. He don't, don't give a shit. I'm all Yuck. <laughs> this girl. Yuck. Your parents seem pretty okay. Yeah, they are. They like to think they're pretty strict at times. But I'm cool. I let them think it. Uh -huh. <laughs> How are your folks? I only have one folk. I didn't know that. Which folk is it? My mom. One night about four years ago, my dad went out to get a newspaper and never came back. <laughs> I'm a latchkey kid. What's that? Well, my mom works two jobs to keep us going, so she's not there when I get home from school. So what do you do? So I wear this key and let myself in the house. Sounds like you got it kind of tough. Well, I don't. And it really bugs me when people feel sorry for me. Oh. In fact, being a latchkey kid has its advantages. Yeah? Like what? For Thanksgiving, I'm going up to this terrific mountain lodge with a bunch of other guys like me. We're going to ice skate and ski, have a big Thanksgiving dinner. That sounds that awesome. That sounds fantastic. How'd you arrange that? I just filled out an application with this guy, Mr. Beck, at the community center. He answered a few of his questions. What sort of questions? Well, things like, do you come from a broken home? And you were able to say yes. Boy, some guys have all the luck. Jamie, that's not as nice as you think it is. I had no idea that this is that episode that I swear I had brought this up before I remembered it, but the um 
the details, you know, as you get older and you see something maybe once or twice when you're like maybe eight or nine, and then you're like 39, you're like, oh, I remember. Okay, so what I remembered in my mind was that this kid who's a latchkey kid, I guess he got a, a free trip to Disney World or Disneyland, I mean, being there in California or something to that effect, and that's what prompts Jamie but this kid, he's helping Jamie work on his bike, and he mentions how his, you know, he's living with his mom. His mom works two jobs. He's a latchkey kid because he's got a key around his neck to help him uh, get inside the house because his mom isn't going to be there. And he says that, hold on. But before that, of course, Harry introduces herself to Adam and says, My name's Harriet. Jamie's adorable neighbor. Don't let this costume fool you. I'm all woman underneath. And this kid, I don't know whether he's trying to like be amused. He's amused by it and also grossed out at the same time. Like, who is this little kid? Stop trying to hit on me. So, Jamie and Adam, Adam kind of brings up the subject of, like, your, your parents seem pretty cool. And Jamie's like, yeah, I mean, they're kind of strict at times, but, I mean, and he almost makes it seem like, Jamie makes it seem like he's got the run of the place. Like, my parents don't, uh, I don't work for my parents, my parents kind of work for me kind of attitude. Like, they may think they're in charge, but I just let them think that. So, Jamie really does not know much about Adam. Like, hey, how are you, your folks? And Adam says, well, I only have one folk. And Jamie says, well, oh, I didn't know that. What, which folk is it? And Jamie, uh, Adam says, yeah, it's my mom. And he says that one night about four years ago, his dad went out to get the newspaper and never came back. Four fucking years ago? This guy just skipped town, like, oh, I don't want to be a parent. I mean, I contributed to your existence, but ah, I don't want to be a parent anymore. Or who the fuck knows what the situation is. Maybe it's a lot worse than the guy just not wanting to parent his son. So the way that this kid delivers all this exposition, it's like he's, I'm looking at his eyes. I swear it looks like he's reading off a cue card. Because he's like, I'm a latchkey kid. And it's just like the longest run-on sentence. Yeah, he says that his mom works two jobs just to keep us going. And then she's not home when I get home from school. So I have to unlock the door myself. As he pulls his house key from a, um, a little, it almost looks like a bike chain lock that's around his neck. That he's got a key attached to it. And Jamie asks him, well, what do you do? And... Adam pulls the key out from inside of his shirt and says, yeah, I have a key, so I let myself inside the house. The moment that Jamie says, wow, sounds like you got it kind of tough, this kid lashes out at Jamie like, don't you fucking feel sorry for me. It's like, no, I don't have it tough. I'm tired of people telling me that I do. Damn, it's like this kid, like, explodes like everyone's told him like oh i feel bad for you sorry about that it's like well i don't have it tough i'm tired of people feeling sorry for me and then the kid's like yeah adam's like you know being a latchkey kid has its advantages you know i was surprised at first i thought he was gonna say being a latchkey kid has its disadvantages well yeah 
But it, it's almost like he's got to say, you know, being a, even though in his mind being a latchkey kid most probably sucks. You know, I guess I could probably say I kind of sort of was one when I was like, gosh, maybe 11, 10, 11, because by that time, you know, when my sister had, you know, moved out of the house, my dad would be not getting home until probably 4, 35 o'clock. So I'd be home by myself for like an hour. So Jamie's like, oh, like what? So, Adam says, well, for Thanksgiving, I'm going up to this great mountain lodge to go skiing and skating and ice skate and ski. So, it's like a group of kids that are also, I mean, would you call them disadvantaged just because they got, you know, they're latchkey kids? I wouldn't. So, yeah, it's, and he says that he just had to talk to a guy who's in charge of this program and just fill out a form, answer some questions and stuff like, do I come from a broken home? Yes. And they're going to have a big Thanksgiving dinner. Sounds amazing. I just, I think it's so interesting how the fact that I thought this episode was something completely different. I had no idea it was connected to this Thanksgiving episode. And Jamie is just hanging on to Adam's every word. Like, wow, that sounds fantastic. How did you arrange that? Yeah, and Adam says, I just filled out this application with this guy named Mr. Beck. Oh, at the community center. Okay. I gotta say, honestly, this kid, I'm just, mm, his His delivery, it just seems, oh, I don't know. I don't want to say fake, but it just... It doesn't come off well. And he, I mean, I don't really use the term wooden, but it just feels like he sounds more robotic than Vicky does without sounding robotic. Yeah, and Jamie's like, yeah, you were able to say yes, that you do come from a broken home. Gee, some guys have all the luck. Yeah, Jamie's probably like, oh, I don't know, thank my parents, but this guy gets to go to some resort ski lodge and go ice skating and skiing and have a big Thanksgiving dinner. And Adam just stands there and nods and kind of smiles and nods. He just, I don't know, this kid, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, because I look at this kid's resume, he's been in other things, so I don't know whether it's the direction of, the, that the director's giving him, but he just seems, let's just say I've seen other guest star kids do better jobs than this kid. So in the next scene, we got Ted, who's, is he doing any adjustments to Vicky? Because it seems like usually when he's at the computer, it's got something to do with Vicky. Oh, jeez. You got a minute? Mr. Gordon, or you just want a kibitz? No, I've got an idea how we can put some fun into Thanksgiving this year. You say kibitz? What could be more fun than an authentic 1621 <laughs> dinner? That's why your mother's slaving over a hot stove all day. Correction. I slave. She kibitzes. Kibitzes? <laughs> What's kibitz mean? I was talking about before <laughs> and after dinner. Those are my favorite parts. I get to sleep in in the morning. And then after we eat, 
I get to flop down on the sofa and put my feet on the table and turn on the football game. And fall asleep again. Whoopee! <laughs> You're a real party animal. <laughs> Mom, maybe you can do something about Dad. Well, what's the problem? He doesn't want to have any fun on Thanksgiving. Well, I'm gonna have fun. Right. Doing well, yeah, because we're not cooking the cookies. We've been in the morning, and after we eat, I'm gonna flop down on the sofa, put my feet up on the table, and watch your father watch football as we both fall asleep. Oh, <laughs> adorable. Whoopee. <laughs> what a couple of duds. Well, Jenny, what you deal? Well, instead of watching football, let's go outside and play it. Well, let's have a huddle on it, okay? Go ahead, honey. I think we are to... Making out is... Well, no. you have fun your way, and we'll have fun our way. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Come on, Vicky. What a couple of duds. <laughs> Jamie, of course, goes to Ted and asks, like, so, about Thanksgiving, what do we got planned? It's like he, uh, dude, just come out and say what you want to do. Like, so what do you got planned for Thanksgiving? And Ted's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sleep in. And I'm going to then lay on the couch after we've had dinner or Thanksgiving dinner. And then I'm going to, you know, watch a football game and maybe fall asleep. And Jamie's like, yeah, that's what you did last year. And then Joan, of course, yeah, and the fact that. Ted is saying your mom's slaving away, you know, she's um in the kitchen, you know, cooking up a storm and whatnot. And Vicky, of course, I love how Vicky corrects him, like, correction, no, I've been cooking up a storm. Or or the fact that, no, this must be the day before Thanksgiving, then? Or whether it's coming up in a few days, because I don't see any food being made whatsoever. I thought that was, no. <laughs> Nothing. So Jamie is like, yeah, whoop-de-doo. Uh-huh. That's the same way you did that shit last year, Dad. Same thing. Plopping in front of the TV. And Joan and Ted start practically making out on the couch. Like, hey, you'll have your fun your way, Jamie, and we'll have fun ours. Because Jamie's like, hey, instead of watching football, why don't we go out in the front yard and play football? If he just wants to go to the damn resort, just say it. Just like, hey, can we do the resort thing? And James like, oh, what a couple of duds. Like, this is not his idea of a fun Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh. The fact that he even said, like, I'm like, ah, some guys get all the luck. What, that he comes from a broken home? And his mom's got to work two fucking jobs to keep their heads above water so they don't lose their home? What the fuck? So he gets to go to some damn resort. He's probably making it sound better than what it really is. I'm surprised Jimmy didn't say, like, hey, why don't we go see a movie or something, like, after the dinner's done and stuff. Let's go see a movie. I mean, I don't know what was coming out in... 1986? Is that one this one? I don't It doesn't say. But, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, poor sad sack Jamie. Nothing will ever make him happy except for going to a resort. Come Thanksgiving. I'm not even going to have as much fun as the turkey. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm going on this great ski trip, and I'm stuck here, bored and s'mored to death. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. So Jamie's complaining, like, oh, this Thanksgiving is going to suck. The turkey's going to have more fun in me than I am. And he's saying oh, it's going to be a boring, snoring Thanksgiving, you know. And Adam gets to go to a resort, a ski lodge, and I have to stay here, watch my parents make out on the couch. So that's when it clicks for Jamie, like, hmm. And then he starts whispering into Vicky's ear, and... Jamie puts on some, like, this white t-shirt that's been washed a bunch of times and looks kind of ragged looking. I mean, there's no holes in it, but then he also wears jeans, so he looks... He's trying to make himself look like a disadvantaged kid. I don't know. Something to that effect. And he's coaching Vicky on how to act. You know, be upset, be sad, be crying, and stuff like that. He's probably going to use the same... Well, it's not a story for Adam. That's his life. You know, that's his his family history there. And Jamie's going to turn it around so he can use that to work in his favor. So he can... How in the hell is that going to work? I can imagine, like, the guy's like, well, we need to do a home check to make sure you're not lying to us. Because there are some kids that try to weasel their way in to get a free... They try to weasel their way into the program so they can get a free, all-expenses-paid trip to a ski lodge for Thanksgiving. I can imagine that's what the guy's going to say. Like, no, we actually have to do a home check to look at your environment and see if it meets the criteria of Latchkey Kid. Like, if you're truly disadvantaged. You remember everything I told you, Vicky? I'm depending on you to help me get this Thanksgiving trip. The information is filed in my random access memory. Good. And we're supposed to be from a broken home. So look sad, like this. Sadder. <laughs> That's better. And can you cry? You know, tears? I can provide tears by cooling my radio thermonic generator. I can also sweat like a pig. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, just the tears will be more than enough. No, just tears will be fine. Hello, people. I'm Mr. Beck. Please sit down. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Oh, that's okay. Us latchkey kids are used to having nobody there when we arrive. It's very sad. Oh, God. Right, Vicky? Right. Very sad. Just got like a leather choker thing. Do I cry now? No. Uh, she's very emotional. Here, I got this application from the lady outside. It's all filled out. Good. Let's take a look. Now, you're Jamie Lawson, and this little girl is whom? This is my little sister, Vicky. Jamie? You forgot to fill in your father's first name. Oh, I didn't forget. I just don't remember it. <laughs> you don't remember your father's name? No. You see, he's been gone so long. One night, four years ago, 
My daddy went out to pick up a pizza, and he never came back. Oh, he said a pizza. Okay. And we never saw him again, did we? We also didn't see the pizza. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about your father. Now, I see that your mother works as a waitress. We hardly ever see her. Right, Vicky? Right. <laughs> That's the saddest face I've ever seen. <coughs> Wait till you see the tears. <laughs> she just means she can't hold back much longer. <laughs> anyway, Mom said she won't even be home for Thanksgiving. So if anyone should invite me someplace, I should accept. Like on a ski trip. Doesn't Vicky want to go on the ski trip too? No. You see, with Mom away, somebody has to be home in case they call. In case who calls? Anybody. <laughs> Mom put Dad's picture on a milk carton. I'll call you tomorrow. Yeah, he's not Who buying the shit. Who can afford a phone? He <laughs> just mentioned about someone calling it's you. That bad. Even worse. Right, Vicky? Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie tells Vicky to do like the uh the bottom lip, like you know. And He's like, can you cry also? Throw that in there. And Vicky mentions about, you know, she can cry by being able to cool off her internal system. Also, she can sweat like a pig. And Jamie says, you know, I think the tears will be just enough. Thank you. So the guy comes in. He's wearing uh, kind of a manila colored suit with the patches on the elbows and he's wearing like the big, you know, the eighties glasses and stuff. And he says, you know, I apologize for keeping you waiting. And Jamie pulls out the, <laughs> the key on like a little leather choker. And he says, that's okay. We're used to having to wait, you know, since we're latchkey kids and we have to open the door ourselves. Yeah, Jamie pulls out the key and says, that's okay, us latchkey kids are used to having nobody there when we arrive. And Jamie says, it's very sad. Right, Vicky? And she says, right, very sad. And she pulls out her own leather choker key. And Vicky asks, do I cry now? And Jamie's like, no. Uh, she, and the guy kind of looks at him like, what is going on here? I think he kind of suspects like something is. These two have concocted something. And Jamie's like, oh, well, she's very emotional. Oh, here, here's the form that I filled out. I got that from the lady outside. And when he asks, like, you didn't put your father's name down. And Jamie's like, oh, I don't know it. Or I don't remember it. He's been gone so long. And the guy kind of like looks at him suspiciously like you don't know your father's name and Jamie says yeah he went out for pizza four years ago yeah he went out four years ago to get a pizza for us and <laughs> never came back so he didn't exactly say 
that my dad went, my daddy went out for a, to get the paper. I, why the hell did I always think it was like a carton of cigarettes or something like that? Or a pack of cigarettes. That might have been some other story from other another show or movie where someone said, yeah, my dad went out for cigarettes and never came back. Yeah, he, it's an application that he got from the lady outside. So this must be the community center. There, even on the wall is a smoking hotline. 213-437-3065. And then there's... One that's like 775242, and then the rest is covered up. So the guy's looking at the form Jamie filled out, and he's like, you're Jamie Lawson. Who's this little girl? And Jamie says, well, that's my little sister, Vicky. Yeah, he notices that Jamie forgot to fill out his father's first name. And Jamie's like, oh, I didn't forget. I just don't remember it. As he, like, shrugs his shoulders, kind of throws his hands up. Like, I don't know. And, and the guy kind of looks at him like, I'm not buying this. Jamie's like, well, no, I don't remember it. You know, he, he went out, like, my daddy went out four years ago to get a, a pizza. And he never came back. We never saw him again. And Vicky says, we also never saw the pizza the cat, he really does not look like he's buying any of this. He's like, well, I'm really sorry to hear about your father. He is, like, really going through that form with a fine-tooth comb, which I'm pretty sure he most likely has to. And then, of course, Jamie put Joan's occupation as a waitress. Like, oh, I see your mother works as a waitress. And Jamie says, yeah, we hardly ever see her. And he turns to Vicky and says, right, Vicky? And Vicky says, right. And then she, again, with the stiff upper, uh, stiff bottom, like, <laughs> and the guy, it almost looked like he's semi-buying it, where he turns and looks at Vicky and says, that's the saddest face I've ever seen. I'm sorry, but someone's doing that face, you know it's 100%. You're fucking faking. You are fucking faking! And Vicky says, Wait till you see the tears. And the guy looked at Jamie again, and Jamie's like, oh, she just means she can't hold in her emotions much longer. And Jamie says, Mom said she's not even going to be home for Thanksgiving, so if anyone invites me someplace, I should definitely accept. Jamie, it's almost like he throws himself under the bus with this. Like on a ski trip, first of all, you play fucking dumb like you don't know a damn thing about it. The fact that you know about it and what it is, that's a red flag right there for that guy. Like, no, 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 no. And the guy is just looking down at Jamie like, doesn't Vicky want to go on the ski trip too? And Jamie says, no, I mean, she has to stay home in case someone calls. Yeah, and Jamie says, no, with mom away, someone has to be home in case they call. And the guy asks, who calls? And Jamie says, anybody. And Jamie says, Mom put Dad's picture on a milk carton. Oh, good grief. Really, the audience loves that. They're just like, ah, oh my God. Just, I can see in his eyes, he looks like, because he is kind of like looking down his nose at Jamie, like above his glasses saying, I'll have to get back to you on the trip, Jamie. He is not buying this shit. He is not buying it at all. 
I mean, I can imagine that when you go, you're not bringing siblings with you when you go. And it's just the fact, like I said, like the fact that Jamie knew about the, the ski trip and mentioned it, that no, he already threw himself under the bus with that one. And the guy says, I'll call you tomorrow. And the guy asks Jamie, what's your phone number? And Jamie says, who can afford a phone? I'd be like, wait just a minute. You just said that your sister had to stay home in case someone calls. How can someone call if you don't have a phone? I would have called that freaking lie up right there. But this guy doesn't. The guy says, asks, it's that bad that you don't have a phone. And Jamie says, even worse. And then he looks over at Vicky and kind of points to his eye and kind of mouths, cry. And she says, even worse. And liquid just pours out of the bottom of Vicky's eyes. And then all of a sudden it's like waterworks where tears are just shooting out like little mini sprinklers. All right, so now we're back at home and Joan is putting up a grate in front of the fireplace. So Jamie comes down into the living room and asks, like, hey, Mom, what you doing? And she's like, yeah, I thought it'd be nice and cozy to have a fire going, you know, after Thanksgiving dinner. What's in that brown paper bag? I'm curious. What are you doing, Mom? Oh, I thought it would be nice and cozy to have a fireplace going after Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow night. Oh, I bet it would. You Ooh, the, there's a fireplace on the other side, too. Oh my gosh, you got a whole damn tree, roots and all, out of the fucking ground. No, Vicky, I meant little pieces of wood. Now you tell me. No one saw that. I'll get it, Mom. Thanks. Now let's put this back. Oh, of course he's paying oh, a home visit baby. since you said you Mr. didn't have ben, a phone. What are you doing here? <laughs> well, I just came by to drop off a consent form for your mother to sign. We can't take kids on the ski trip without it. Oh, I'm trying to figure. Thanks. I'll make sure she signs it tonight while she's filling the forms on her worn-out waitress seat. Ew. <laughs> Hold on, Jamie. Yeah. I also have to verify all the information you gave me yesterday about your family. You do? What for? Well... Believe it or not, Jamie, there are some kids who take advantage and make up all sorts of lies to get in on a wonderful trip like this. Yeah, he knows Whoa. that Jamie's fucking just, yeah. Yeah, I kind of figured. I thought he was going to come and do a home check since Jamie said that, you know, they don't have a phone, which is bullshit. And... <laughs> The guy, of course, yeah, of course he's got to have a consent form that Jamie's mom has got to sign. And Jamie's like, okay, I'll give it to her tonight when she's soaking the corns on her waitress feet. <laughs> and he also, Mr. Beck, wants to make sure that everything that Jamie put on that form is 100% correct. He says, believe it or not, Jamie, some kids make up lies to be able to get in on a fun trip like this. And Jamie just plays dumb, like, no, really? Like, yeah, you know that this guy's going to be checking this. That's probably why they do a, a home check, just to make sure, like, 
Huh, he says that his father left four years ago. What is in that bag that Joan threw in the... I'm curious. What is in that bag? There's got to be something. I want to see what's in that bag that she threw in the trash. Because it was a big, like, grocery paper bag. All right, I think we're going to see this situation go from bad to worse. Jamie is clearly going to be found out. This guy, come on, you're... You got to be a little sharper than that. And I think that he is. And that's why, along with the protocol of checking out the home and verifying everything on that form that Jamie filled out, like, nah, he's definitely suspicious. And he has every right to be. <laughs> This kid is full of shit. The woman survives on hope. Hello, is there anything I can do for you? You're Mrs. Lawson? Yes. I'm Don Beck from the community center. I'm in charge of the Thanksgiving ski trip for latchkey children. That's a great program, Mom. Go get your checkbook. We'll make a donation. Oh, Mrs. Lawson, I, I didn't come for a donation. I'm here to verify Jamie's eligibility for our trip. Jamie, well, how could he be eligible? Dad's pictures on a milk carton. Stop <laughs> <laughs> that. Jamie, what is going on here? Hi, gang, I'm home. some deserving kid of going on that trip. Oh, he wouldn't have been the first, Mr. Lawson. Yeah. Well, I'll be going. Oh, here's Jamie's application. If you like fiction, you might enjoy reading. <laughs> yeah, let's read this, Kelly. did put down a few little lies. A few. Little lies? If you were Pinocchio, we could hang a month's wash on your nose. <laughs> Shame on you, Jamie. Well, it's better than what we're doing. You mean spending Thanksgiving with your mother and father. I can do that anytime. Here's something else you can do anytime. Go to your room. Shame on you, Jamie. <laughs> 
What do you think we should do with him? Do what the Indians did in 1621. Tie him to a tree, cover him with honey, and let the ants eat him for Thanksgiving. Wow, really? Okay. Not bad. <laughs> I think we ought to give him what he asked for, huh? Let's just see how he'll enjoy Thanksgiving without his family. Vicky, come here. Jamie's like, well, how about this, Mr. Beck? Why don't you check out my story when I'm on the ski lift tomorrow? And Or Jamie suggests, why don't you come back on a day my mom's not working? And he looks at Jamie and asks, when will that be? And Jamie's, uh, I think she might have a day off in January. Jamie practically slams the door in this guy's face, but luckily he... He catches the door, and he's like, Jamie, if I didn't know any better, I'd think you were trying to get rid of me. Of course, Joan picks the perfect time to shout, Jamie, where are you? Like, I'm in the living room. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because he's like, just a minute, Mom. And then he takes that form and, like, holds it up to his mouth. Like, oh, shit. And Mr. Beck is like, Mom, I thought you said your mom was working. And Jamie's like, yeah, I think she came home to scrub the floor on her coffee break. <clears throat> yeah, Mr. Beck is confused. Like, Mom, I thought you said she was working. And Jamie says, uh, she was. She probably came home to wax the floor on her coffee break. Yeah, uh, I think he's, yeah, I mean, come on, this guy knows, deep down, this kid is trying to pull one over on him. And Joan comes in and asks, Jamie, like, Jamie, is your dad home yet? And Jamie, who's got the door hanging wide open, is like, no, he isn't, Mom. <laughs> Jamie turns back to Mr. Beck and says, talk about your cockeyed optimist. And Jamie says, the woman survives on hope. So Joan goes over to Mr. Beck and says, hello, is there anything I can do for you? And Mr. Beck says, you're Mrs. Lawson? I'm Don Beck from the community center. And he tells Joan that he is the director for the Thanksgiving trip for latchkey children. And of course, Joan is confused, like, latchkey kids? Like, Jamie's not a latchkey kid. So Jamie, like, grabs Joan and, like, starts pushing her away from the door and says, that sounds like a great program, Mom. Why don't you go get your checkbook? We'll make a donation. So Mr. Beck comes into the house and says, uh, Mrs. Lawson, I'm not here to make a donation or take a donation. I'm here to verify Jamie's eligibility. Yeah, and Joan is surprised. She's like, Jamie, well, how could he be eligible? And Vicky says, Dad's picture's on a milk carton, and all of a sudden just waterworks sprinkler tears again. And Joan's like, Vicky, stop that. So Joan Tanner turns to Jamie and accusingly says, Jamie, what's, she asks, Jamie, what's going on here? And here comes Ted. Hey, gang, how's it going? As <laughs> he comes home. And Jamie's reaction is just, Dad, my daddy's come home. And he goes and he takes a just flying run at Ted and just wraps his arms around him. Like to the point with so much force, it almost kind of drives Ted off his feet a little bit. And he's just like looking at him like, what is going on here? 
Yeah, and Jonah's just looking at Jamie like, what's going on? And he's like, look, Mom, he's home. And he <laughs> runs towards Ted, wraps his arms around him and says, my daddy's come home. And Ted is just like, what in the hell is going on? And Vicky just looks like, where's the pizza? And you just see Ted, it's almost like he's kind of rolling his eyes, but he's also trying to figure out, like, what the f- What in the hell is going on? And he's like, what pizza? And yeah, he kind of figures Jamie's pulled one over on this man. As he yanks Jamie off of him, grabbing him by the back of his shirt collar and yanking him off of him. And Ted asks, like, would someone mind filling me in here? Like, what's going on? And Joan is piecing it together. She's like, I think Jamie lied to get in on this Thanksgiving ski trip for latchkey kids. Am I right? And Vicky says, good impression, because Joan's like, yeah, I think I'm getting the impression here that, yeah, he lied to go on this Thanksgiving ski trip for latchkey kids. And, of course, Jamie is all like, well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Like, until I found out. Like, you don't think they weren't going to check up on your on your story? And even Mr. Beck says, well, Jamie is not the first kid to try to pull one over on us and try to get a free ski trip. And Jamie's like, I'm sorry. And Ted says, yeah, well, you're going to be a lot sorrier. You could have deprived some other unfortunate child and took their spot on this Thanksgiving ski trip. What the hell is wrong with you? You could have blown a chance for a more deserving kid to go on that trip. Really? They probably only have so many spots available. Not to mention, I'm sure this community center probably does run on donations. All the donations they run is probably something that they can do for the kids. Yeah, Mr. Beck puts a hand on Jamie's shoulder and says, oh, he wouldn't have been the first Mr. Lawson. Like, I'm not fucking surprised. So, Mr. Beck leaves, but before he does, he's like, here, if you want to read some fiction, read Jamie's application here. Yeah, he says, oh, here's Jamie's application. If you enjoy fiction, you might enjoy reading it. <laughs> you might enjoy reading this. And the guy visited, like, okay, bye. And Jamie starts walking towards the cow, and she's like, yeah, I guess I put a few little lies. And as Ted's looking over the application, he says, little lies? Yeah, Ted says, if you were Pinocchio, we could hold, hang a month's wash on your nose. And Joan turns and points her finger, shakes her finger at Jamie, says, shame on you, Jamie. And Jamie, so pissed off, is like, well, it's better than what we're doing. And she's like, what, spending Thanksgiving with your mother and father who love you very much? And Jamie, it's what an undeserving little shit. He's like, I can do that anytime. Like, oh, really? <laughs> and Ted says, here's something else you can do anytime. Go to your room. And, of course, Vicky has to do the shame on you, Jamie. <laughs> Always repeating what people say at the most awkward time, in the most awkward moment. So, Joan asks Ted, like, well, what do you think we should do with him? And, and Vicky says, you could do what the Indians did. Take the, they took the, 
kids and like tied them to a tree and then poured honey on them and let the ants just have their way eat him for Thanksgiving basically. <laughs> Ted's like, hmm, not bad. And Joan's like, really? So Ted says, I think we ought to give him what he asked for. Let's see how he enjoys Thanksgiving without his family. And he says, Vicky, come here a second. And Joan is just wondering, like, okay, what is my husband up to now? Authentic says Jamie's like oh I'm starved I can't wait to dive into this turkey and of course Joan's like well who says you get to have it I mean normally technically you said I, I was working on Thanksgiving and Jamie turns to Ted and Ted's like well hey I'm not actually here I'm out getting pizza according to you so Jamie goes up to his room oh and what the fuck Harriet is in the window of course she is you know, I really think that they abandoned that um, little mini chalkboard that's hanging in Jamie's room. In season one, it's like, there was like a note, or there was always something, like a little message, and I don't see shit on there. I haven't seen shit on that chalkboard in ages, and I think they just kind of abandoned that whole thing. Pops up 
And apparently she heard the whole thing about the Thanksgiving trip because her ear was to a glass that was to the kitchen door. However, this whole thing took place in the living room. So how the hell, I have no idea. But the fact that she's always calling Jamie her main squeeze, and he's like, I'm not your main squeeze. I don't even want to, I don't even like having to shake your hand. And she's like, me neither. Let's shake lips. Blech. So, the, um, he even asked like, hey, does your mom have any turkey? And Harriet says, do you have a death wish? Ew. <laughs> so she's like, hey, I'll take a rain check. And she leaves. There's a knock at the door and here come Joan and Ted. Oh, and they're going to, I don't think they're going to apologize, but they're like, we think you learned your lesson. Do you want to come down and have Thanksgiving dinner with us? That's what I think anyway. May we come in? I guess so. <laughs> Jamie, we really couldn't enjoy dinner without you. No. We think that this is a time for families to be thankful that they can be together. I know, Dad. I didn't realize how lucky I was. Well, we forgive you. <coughs> now, how about joining us and putting a big dent in that turkey? I'd sure like to. But no. No? I don't deserve it. I'll take my punishment like a man. No turkey for me. Well, yeah. that's the way you really feel, Jamie. Okay. Honey? Oh, come on, Jamie. Hey, wait. You could at least argue with me a little. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Vicky. Don't go away. It isn't going to last long. I bet. Standing by for seconds. <laughs> so no green bean casserole? Before we eat, I think we ought to give thanks for all of our blessings. Yes. Joni, would you like to start? I'm thankful for my wonderful family. Aww. In fact, we were all here today, happy and healthy. Well, I'm thankful for our family, too, and that I'm able to provide for our needs. And I'm thankful for Vicki. It's like having a real daughter. No. <laughs> well, I'm thankful for all that stuff, too, but... What I'm really thankful for is having the best parents a guy could ever have. He sure does. He really does. Thanks. Okay, oh, come on! Uh, apparently she wants to be invited into Thanksgiving dinner. And then there's some things I'm not so thankful for. <laughs> Let her in. Come on in, Harriet. Thanks. Hey. Mmm. That turkey sure looks good. It definitely. I lost it when I saw what my mother stuffed her turkey with. Ew. <laughs> What'd she stuff it with? Bananas. What? That sounds nasty. Harriet, would you like to sit down and join us for dinner? Why? Would I? Thanks, Jamie. This is the nicest it's ever been to me. Aww. Don't go away. It isn't going to last long. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, they do invite him, it's like, down to have turkey with them. It's like, you just wouldn't be the same without you there. And he's like, no, no turkey for me. I'll take my punishment like a man. And they're like, whoa, um, if that's really how you feel. And Joan and Ted start to walk away. And he's like, hey, and Jamie jumps off the bed. He's like, hey, don't you think you can at least argue with me? <laughs> Aww. 
So, of course, we're downstairs. We're in the kitchen. Beautiful, gorgeous turkey. Uh, and their plates are filled. And, of course, Jamie's like, Vicky, don't go anywhere. This isn't going to last long. So, and I like that, you know, Jamie says he's learned his lesson. And Ted says, let's go around the table and, you know, say what we're thankful for. And Joan says, I'm thankful for my family. And I like that Ted says, I'm thankful that I can provide for my family. And I'm thankful for Vicky. And just, you know, it's almost like having a real daughter. Then we cut to Vicky's face. She's beaming. It's like a split-second smile, but it's there. And then, of course, Jamie says, you know, I'm, I'm sorry about, you know, the way I acted and just kind of taking you for granted. Just you guys are, like, the best parents in the world. I really just didn't realize just how much I really deserve you and everything and how much you mean to me. And it just, it's really, really sweet. It's beautiful. Of course, you see Harriet at the door. <laughs> it's like, let her in. I like that Jamie does offer his seat to Harriet. That is really, really sweet. And she even says, you know, this is the nicest you've ever been to me. And <laughs> Vicky says, <laughs> it won't last long, basically. And it's just, it is honestly very 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 sweet i i love this episode i thought it was done well it's funny because in your mind sometimes when you watch something when you're really young if you only saw it like maybe once or twice and then you're like 30 years go by and then your mind kind of perceives how you saw things and then when you see it again you realize like things got kind of little uh like, for example, I thought this whole exchange with Mr. Beck and everything happened in the kitchen. Like, he was in the kitchen door, and then Ted just, you know, also showed up there and everything. I, I did not remember that it actually took place in the living room. So, it's amazing how your mind and your, your memory just sometimes can, you think something one way and you believe it for so long, only when you are corrected upon seeing it again. So, but... It was a cute, cute episode. I actually, I'm going to release this on Thursday. I'm going to release it Thanksgiving Day. It is, you know, a Thanksgiving story. No relation to a Christmas story by any means. There's, the, But it definitely teaches you a good lesson. Jamie learned to be thankful for what he has. Two amazing parents that provide for him, have a roof over their head. They're both there. You know, even though the kid gets is excited like, hey, to go on a Thanksgiving ski trip, it's like, but it's not the same thing as having your, you know, your parent there. Like, because she's got to work, you know, she's got to do, be the mom and the dad and combine, you know, two incomes, just keep a roof over their head. And yes, I get the other kids also are all sharing in that we may not have a parent with us to be able to do Thanksgiving with or a relative or whatever, but we have each other and we're all sharing in that. So the idea that Jamie could have went and deprived some other kid who's probably just going to sit home by himself because the parent has to work. It's like, dude, that is the most, I'm not going to say that's the most selfish. That is really up there with a lot of selfish things that Jamie has done. I know at one point I, for the last two years I've said like this is the worst that he's done but I'm like nah 
I wish I could remember some of the things that were, like, the worst. Like, oh, this is the worst. So, yeah. Since it is, you know, a Thanksgiving episode, everyone said what they're thankful for. And I'll just say, you know, I am thankful for uh, my husband being a great provider. We provide for each other as best we can with our jobs. I'm happy that we've been settled now for three over three months in our new place, and, um, I'm thankful that, you know, God is looking out for us, and he helped me to get a job, like, I had quit my other job, and, um, it just wasn't working out, I wasn't happy there, and God gave me a job that I had been wanting for a very long time, yes, I did take a, a, a bit of a pay cut accepting it, but I'm like, I want this job because I feel I can do good here. So, within a week after quitting the other job, I got this job. And, you know, God gave me a choice. He's like, you know, I know you like books. I know you like movies. It's up to you. You were offered two positions. What when are you going to take? And the bookstore was tem a temporary, you know, holiday thing. But, and it was a smidge farther. And the movie theater actually is literally just up the road from where I live. So, and I'm getting full-time hours. But I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for so much. You know, this year has been so hard. With everything that happened with, with the storm and us having to be, you know, in the hotel. And then moving to, you know, another apartment. And then, you know. My, my grandma passing away at the end of September and everything is just, I am just so thankful. I'm so thankful that God, you know, he was watched out for us and everything. And I'm sorry to be turning this into such a, um, a little sob story. I'm sorry, but I am just, I'm thankful for that so much. I am thankful for my cat Quinn. I'm thankful for my hamster, Liberty. I'm just thankful for all of it. And just, you know, with this new job, just working with great people, friendly people, being able to, you know, make people's days better with a smile on my face and offering them popcorn and just being friendly and everything. And it just, I'm excited. I am just excited about, you know, just being around nice, happy, friendly people. So, and meeting new people, it's just, it's great. You know, we've been here over a year now, and I'm just, I'm ex looking forward to what 2022 has in store, other than me turning 40, but that's, like, closer to, like, the end of August next year. But um, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry for getting a little emotional. I really am. Um, so, as I did say, I am going to be covering episode 11 that is going to be in December. It's called The Shoplifter. Season 2, Episode 11, The Shoplifter, aired November 22nd, 1986. Vicky is caught shoplifting. We have a George Murdoch playing Mr. Gordon. <laughs> Kelly Britt, <coughs> excuse me, playing Mrs. Fernwald. And, of course, Harriet there. And, you know, the regular cast, you know, Ted, Joan, Jamie, Vicky, Harriet. So this one's got a 7.5 out of 10. All right, cool, cool, cool. 
No trivia, no user reviews, no goofs. Interesting. So, all right, look forward to that one in December. And I will be back in late December. Probably, you know, I'll put this up maybe around the week of, you know, things, uh, the week of Christmas. We'll see. We'll see. So, all of you, if you celebrate Christmas, I hope you. Uh, yeah, that too. If you celebrate that, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, however you celebrate it, whether you're celebrating it with family, whether you're celebrating it with friends, whether you're going to the movies afterwards, however you celebrate it, I hope you all have a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving and you have some great, great memories. Bye-bye, everybody.